Hello and welcome to The Secret Lair, the home of gaming and geeks. We hope you enjoy our shows and if you'd like to support us, you can donate to our Patreon. Welcome to D and D two hundred one, episode three. Yes, <laughs> definitely episode three. I'm Niall. I'll be your DM today, and I'm Morgan, and I'll also be your DM today. <laughs> oh, the confusion Ooh. lapsed onto you there. You're like, wait, how does this? <laughs> wait, hang together? on. Do we have a different intro? Uh, no, that's that is the intro. That's, that's fine. Us. Basically, this D and D two hundred one uh, is sister show of our D and D one hundred one for the players. This one's for the DMs. You, hopefully, listening right now, you know that this is for you, the DM. If any players are listening, fuck off. Sw- I swear to God. <laughs> Swear to God. Sick of your fucking shit. You're always, you know what I mean? Just give me some time. Just give me some time away from you. I'd like right? to breathe if yeah. that's acceptable. No, I don't know what your magic items fucking homebrew stats are. I just gave are, you yeah. a sword. Yeah. Just <laughs> accept it. I'll roll dice on the day. <laughs> um, today is today is creating the world. Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, like, I guess, I guess, like, yeah. We've kind of already started with that, but I guess it's like, we started with Pantheons. Yeah. We it, it's like the actual like ground your players' feet will be on. Yeah. Like what they what they be doing. What they be doing. <laughs> what what they be doing where and they where be they be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like actually mapping it, because like it's all well and good. I mean we did this, we talked about this in the intro of the whole thing of like it's your own world and you can have different styles make, but it's yeah. good to have like an idea of what the world looks like that you're throwing them into. Yeah. And maybe some and maybe some help with that. So let's let's kick it off, I guess. Uh, I guess the best way to think of it is like, you know, I I don't know about you. When I first started dungeon mastering, <laughs> I was mastering I, those dungeons. I started my journey into the mastery of dungeons. <laughs> when I started, I actually created a world map. Like that was oh, one yeah. of the first things I did was yeah. create a world map and be like, and then we're gonna be in this tiny country here. I I have no idea why. I, I think no it's I, I think it's that. a good place to start because it can inspire like your stories, yeah. Right, how they're gonna go. So I have Definitely. made three world maps. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, mostly because I've made one. And I got eh, I don't like it. Like I've got like spent like twenty hours. It's editing. the same world. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> spent twenty hours editing maps. this map and then got. No, it fucking sucks. Like, I've got, like, pages of lore, like, ideas for the nations. I'm like, nah, this fucking sucks. And then started again. The first one I did was, because I did the starter sets where I'd lost Minds of Fandelva. I got, like, okay, so there's a little bit of Sword Coast. I'm just going to make my own app up around it. Mm. And then never did anything with that, so that was fine. Then I made a second one, and again, it just didn't kind of feel right. Mm. But then the third one I've made I'm really happy with, which I'm working with in now. Um, Sweet. But yeah, it's good because then you can be like, okay, but there's this like river here. Who's on either side of the river? Who controls the river? What does the river do? And then stuff can come from there depending on how you do. Yeah, you. literally. I mean, to be fair, that I, I say that. That was like the first thing I did and then I've never done it again. Uh, like, <laughs> do you still I've, use that map? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've literally, I think it's in like a, I had like a GCSE or an A-level, no, I think it was GCSE like book. It was like basically I could write all my notes in there mm. and it had like three different kinds of paper, it had line paper, gridded paper and plain paper. Yeah. And essentially I doodled in all the plain paper. I 
I drew a few maps in the squared paper and then I wrote some things for D&D and probably revision in the line paper. I hope maybe revision. Probably not. Probably, probably not. Probably not. And it still exists somewhere in my life. I don't know where, but it, it's like in a box in a box in a box under a bed somewhere. <laughs> probably. Inside the fucking... Uh, Come on, that's not a good time to forget a spell. What's the magical chest? Is it Lehman's tiny chest? No, it's Lehman's tiny Morde- heart. Mordekainen's tiny chest. It could chest. be more than, Yeah, it could be. But yeah, probably. Um, no. So yeah, as much as as much as yeah, I started off by saying yeah, indeed, I create I create world map. I literally barely ever use maps. Yeah. But but I do I do use the same concepts in for creating things. So I do like to think about the country, what it's like. And then I try to like put down the different regions and the different things. And I usually get a map. I don't usually create one. Oh, so you just use stuff that you find, I guess. If that. Because sometimes I'll kind of just be like... Because it's all kind of theatre of the mind. I'll I'll decide that this region's in the north. And then if players move south, I'll be like, okay, cool. You've gone south. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they'll be like, oh, yeah. where was that other place? And I'll be like... Somewhere else. Well, actually, it was in the east. Do you know what I mean? Or like, you could just be like, maps don't work properly. It's medieval times. I bet, I swear to God, if one of my players were actually fucking like... <laughs> <laughs> dedicated enough to write the shit down they'd be like nah this makes no sense yeah, and like, I'd be like fuck you fuck you you just ruined everyone's fun by paying attention <laughs> fuck you we shouldn't be doing this just be immersed um, or we do like we said we do the classic DM you look at them give them a sly wink and then move on and they're like oh, this could be some just distract them it's yeah. fine <laughs> yes space and time work different uh, in this world so, uh, <laughs> but yeah but no, I do. I do generally tend to create like a, a pretty well lived world within each city, and I really do make decisions in that. And I kind of come up with a concept before I create anything. So it sounds like you do. So there's two kind of approaches to world building: is you can go outside in, so you're like, this is the continent, this is the country, and you kind of come up with the broad things, and then if, until you focus down to where you're going to be. But you can also go inside out, so you're like, okay, so this is the village these guys start in. And then as your players explore, you build out as you go. I feel like I'm either zero or 100. I'm either no planning, yeah. or I want to know everything. So when I'm world building, I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, there's a city, but what's where does it fit in the greater political scheme and what country does it belong to and what controversy is there and it's fun to do like border cities which have like flipped allegiances and stuff like this so it's like i like to do i've got i've actually found a really good resource which gives you allows you to randomize the population density of oh. a, na- a nation's map so it's like work out the size yeah and then you uh roll a bunch of dice based on like statistics from medieval periods and it's exactly rolling my dice city yes <laughs> Um, but it's like, how many cities would there be in, the, in this given area? What would the population be? How many towns given? How many cities? And then how many villages? Oh, cool. It's really good. What's so, that? Oh, I'll have to find it. It's like a PDF that I just found on the internet for free. Sweet. And it's like, so I rolled one. It's like you have one capital city, four major cities, um, like 70 towns. But that only holds like 5% of the population. 95% of the medieval population was in villages. They just lived out in the kind of like wilderness. Like cool. Like diligent settlements. Did not know that. Yeah, right. So then stuff. it's like, but then you've also got to make sure you've got enough. You can, I kind of push it to the sparse end of stuff. So it's like, there's enough wild lands to research. But then you just kind of like, right, so I need to make about 10 towns, dot, 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 dot. Just put them where they make sense, cluster them around and then build from there. But then you can start drawing major trade routes and stuff. There's a really good YouTuber whose name I've forgotten, who did a video on, who does loads of videos on world building, but does one on like why 
do people build cities? Oh, so okay. it's kind of like, I mean, it can be as sensical as you want, right? It's your world, who cares? Yeah, I mean, like, here's two, here's two very different approaches. Me, who's like, eh. <laughs> and then Morgan, who you're yeah, like saying, yeah, very, which, yeah. like, I'll decide on a whim yeah. whether or not this city has good trade or not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Ah, oh, yes, they're a central hub for trade. Uh-huh. But it also depends <laughs> on the campaign, right? If you want a long, overarching, years-long campaign with multiple campaigns going within it, yeah. having a really rich world is fun because you can be like well that's something I really want to do at one point when I've got my shit together is to have multiple campaigns in one setting I do that I tend to try to do that yeah but I always end up doing because I do a lot of D&D here we end up doing a lot of the modules yeah I haven't done a lot of homebrew stuff and it takes so long to get through those modules so but I want to do some more kind of like in world like this is my world and you're here and you can hear stories of what's happened over there and you can do it for different periods of history um, which is a very difficult thing to do but that's why I like to have like a cool rich world because then you're like people can be in any part of it and can also interact with later dates anytime I do a one shot I set it in my world that way yes, I've got more material and, and to be fair like kind of whatever your approach is it can be as simple as just sort of finding your way as you go like you can just start yeah. in one place and then slowly map it out yeah oh yeah you know and and have an idea and then do a different campaign like we were saying set somewhere else in the world so you you know if you if you're like right maybe i've got so the way i started was i remember being like right i want to have like a game of thrones-esque north versus south divide that was my that was yeah. my main kind of vibe yeah uh, but I wanted to have this idea of like an invading force from the east has come over mm. and has completely, for years, just demolished both the north and south. And then they've the south have created peace treaties with the east, but the north haven't. So ah, there's that tension and still that's... And that was where the setting was. And then, because I knew... that, And again, this was that world where I was like, and this tiny little country here. Yeah. So in my eyes, this war and this whole like, concept that these players had been playing with me was so small scale yeah it was like unbelievably small scale well, and they didn't realize that yeah which i thought was even funnier i th- i think it's fun to do i again depending on campaign but to make low level players be like you are tiny like you can build to influence stuff but you are currently just yeah. a nobody right we were saying in different levels but you could be like my, my setting has an adventurer's guild yeah. like adventurers aren't uncommon you're not rare you're not special yeah. <laughs> you're just there so like you can be affecting stuff and you do like your own little bits but it's like there's bigger shit turning i guess on a wider scale 100 and and then you then you get to have that fun of like if you play like because we did we i had like i had another idea where i wanted to do something or or it was just me and one other player that could play so we did like a whole campaign across the sea the nearest trade route is something called the dwarven isles and it's literally just a it's a city full of dwarves. Ah, uh, sad it's not elves. <laughs> <laughs> the dwarven city. A dwarven isles. Populated by elves. Elves, yeah. <laughs> but it was like a yeah, it was like a dwarven city under mountain kind of thing with loads of mining and we just did like a whole little game there. And then on the opposite side, I was like, right, okay, I wanna do I wanna do like um china kind of vibes mm. and it was like this massive chinese market but everything was like guns so it yeah. was like wild west meets china fun i don't like crouching crouching tiger hidden pistol like <laughs> it was it was really fun and like i you know incorporated different rules and it was all it was all like um they were all playing mercenaries that had to like that were part of this mercenary guild like saying it was all the same world it was yeah. just set completely, completely different, different continent place. completely different place and i think that that was a nice way to slowly build things i think it's fun listening to podcasts that do stuff in like 
settings, like multiple campaigns across different settings. Oh, D&D is for nerds. Is yeah, perfect for that. You sit there and you're like, oh, I've, they've been here before. Like, yeah. And other people have been here before. Stuff happened and you can see the implications. And I like that's kind of inspired how Because of the implication. Stuff. The implication. <laughs> I did a, a, a campaign, a mini campaign for some players that are doing our Strixhaven campaign at the minute. Mm-hmm. It was like a little in-between. And I had an idea of where it was going to go. Basically, I wanted the campaign to, I wanted them to fail. Because this cult, for a very long reason, was trying to summon a devil um, to break some seal that's stopping um, the proverbial seal. Not what? just go for a way. No, <laughs> no, like the the seals on the world which oh, are stopping yeah. extra dimensional travel, and to break one of those. And I intended on this being a point in my campaign where the, a major thing happens: the seal breaks, they've failed. Because I thought they'd like, especially if you're new to D and D, like, oh, this isn't what I expected. It was entertaining to me. They didn't. <laughs> They didn't fail. They didn't fail. <laughs> Fuck. They stopped the devil, but they started a massive war. Oh, great. Because they discovered this devil had basically got some people from a hobgoblin nation to come into the nation, but as a military force, which is like, there's like there's a bit of a cold war. And it was like, they discovered that. It's like, and one of the players revealed that to someone. And I was like, <gasps> you fool. Oh, okay. And now I'm like, okay, so now there's a massive war just happening in my setting. I had no plan for that. Like that wasn't, my intention and now we're like because they they were supposed to like oh these hobgoblins were manipulated they weren't here to start a war but he didn't, but he say didn't that. care he yeah, just yeah. went there was uh, military forces from the, this nation they went right. this is all we need and then yeah. Yeah. now now I'm like okay so now there's a and that's fun about like you kind of lean to what you've said that like, world building with your players oh like, yeah 100%. They, they they will lead the stuff and then you can see how those influence relations influences relations with other places and you can build stuff as you go and and we did say it's sort of like touch this in session zero but one of the easiest ways to create a setting um to take place in is with your players yeah like just be like oh you know what kind of player are you you know what kind of character do you want to be one of them be like oh, i want to be a noble so like what you know what kind of like noble houses are you are there and you'd be like i didn't even think that there'd be like more than one noble yeah. house all right cool so maybe maybe there are five and yeah they will inspire you to create a world and yeah. things like that i love to kind of when i'm doing that because you can't control the minutiae of everything right and just to go like um okay so what is your family's house like what's their sigil what do they do what are their politics and if you have a couple yeah what like, kind of government is it yeah and being like <laughs> so i have like um one of mine has is a queendom and like um, yeah but she has like her capital city that she runs but then each city has got like a noble house that runs that city right across the thing so she lives within the city but it's not like she's the noble of that city if you know what i mean Hmm. so kind of like she supports the so it's almost like a you have the nobles which are one side of government and she's the other and you can basically there is a list there's a list of the is, DMG, which is really is. helpful. But as I was reading it, I remember being like, these all sound the same. <laughs> Maybe that's just me it's and politics. It's all just oppression. Um, <laughs> but I, I have like, so the idea is that um, I can be like, okay, cool. So if you're from a noble family, more likely, more than likely they preside over a city. What does yeah. that city look like? And I can like, whoop, yep. Now I've got that. I can put that in my setting. Like I've got a, I've got a completely blank city that I haven't put anything to, so I can put that in. And be like, what is that city like? What do your fam- are your family liked in the city? Are they loved? Do they rule through fear? How do they operate? Because they have a level of autonomy of what control they have. Cool. And then you can use that to build your setting. Or what town do you come from? What's it called? What's it like? Um, but again, this is kind of I'm not cheating, but this is like a really good way to world build as you go and like yeah. let your players build the world as they go. And it, and it is it's actually like a better way to ingrain them into the story. Mm-hmm. Like I I really love that typical. Let's start a game of D and D in a tavern 
Yeah. And it's great. And, you know, they're slowly like exploring and being like, boop, 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 boop. But there's something really special about creating a setting for them specifically yeah. where they all already know it. And they're like, yeah, you know, all they need to do is turn to you and say, oh, well, I would, I would know a local tavern, wouldn't I? And you go, yes, of yeah. course you would. What's it called? Hang- yeah. And, and that is really fun. And, you know, both games are fun in their own right, but it just depends on what's, what's the feel that you're going for. I mean, 100% my favourite stories, my favourite games to run away the players, characters already know each other. Yeah. Because it's, you don't have to kind of shoehorn in why they, I mean, obviously there's a classic, I've got a job for you and you do the job, but it's fun to be like, I prefer when you've got a group that know each other. So I ran a game recently where... It creates those bonds. Yeah. It's just nice. But we ran a game recently where Session Zero, where they were all children. (laughs) <laughs> and it was like, they, it was the, the Fae Wild game, but they all run as kids. So like level zero, no one's going to hurt you, all this, but we're just going to find out what you guys are like as kids when you knew each other. And then Very cool. There. That's a very nice idea. It was really fun. And then and session it, one was them as adults. Yes. Ah, and it was a real of, it. Yeah, literally. It was like it without the scary, mm, scary frog people, not clowns. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was quite funny. I said, don't worry, this is a very low threat campaign. And then I made them freeze and frogs climb all over them. They didn't enjoy it. They were like, Morgan, what are you doing? Yeah, why have you done this? I was yeah, this is low threat. <laughs> Remember that. Remember that this was me taking it easy. <laughs> Turning up to 11 in session one. Um, but yeah, like I said. Demagoguing, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> I feel like we're getting off track, actually. Um, yep. So another part of sort of like building your world, you've got your cities, your governments and all that jazz. And, you know, I, I guess it's kind of assumed that the main language spoken is common. But what if your world is, if you know, something to think about is if your world is ruled by elves, maybe the main language would be elvish. Yeah. Or each nation has its own language. Ooh, so like there's, very nice. So like I sometimes view it like, you know, how we have... Um, different french <laughs> no i mean like more how we in england Spanish. everyone speaks english yeah. but you have uh travelers and uh jewish people who have their own languages that aren't oh like yiddish yeah that aren't necessarily tied to a country and that's kind of always how i view like elvish and dwarvish it's like oh. old languages okay like everyone cool. speaks like trackies but then some of these cultures <laughs> have their own smaller languages and then like maybe common is like a language for traders because yeah. they need a common tongue to be able to communicate with i like that that's cool yeah that's very cool yeah i like that um so yeah that's like a one facet of languages coming up with like i don't know if you if you want to go into so much detail as like coming up with your like a different name for for what your gold is called like you know i think in Faerun, a gold is a dragon yes forgotten Although realms everyone yeah. no one ever like i don't think i've ever played a game but yeah there is like yeah and then like i think each city has its own name yeah like i think Waterdeep has like nibs Nibs. Nibs is like a. Nibs is what my grandma used to call me. Oh, yeah. That's really cute. You're welcome. Nibs. Nibs. Um, my other grandma used to say you <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah so you can you can name your currency if you like you know um but like an, another cool thing i would suggest to add to to your worlds which the amg also suggests is having like different organizations and factions mm. and that's as like big as what you know is comparable in Faerun and the forgotten realm setting as the lord's alliance which has pretty much every main faction together sort of like under one roof yeah the lord's alliance is like all the major cities it's like kings yeah. and lords and stuff but it's it? also like the order of the gauntlet the oh, that's separate to i thought that was the lord's alliance no lord's alliance oh no you're right yeah. sorry no pardon sorry. me no I, i'm actually i think you're <laughs> <laughs> no but you're right um the lord's alliance is all the different cities and then there's different factions like the harpers order of the gauntlet emerald enclave and the zentarim um but it's also 
having like a something simple like in certain cities there's the cult of asmodeus yeah you know what i mean as simple as that mm. that's a faction right there that's an organization a well-oiled organization <laughs> ready to strike at any moment yeah just in the shadows i mean i have you i have um Every a bunch of you <laughs> Every move you make. just picture this big red devil man like <laughs> with blonde hair playing guitar i've been um, watching you <laughs> i um i was going to talk about i, I have loved it like you can have like guilds, right? Guilds are really easy organizations. Yeah. So like the guild of spy masters and the guild of guilds and the bricklayers guild. <laughs> the guild and... of making guilds. Yeah, exactly. If you want to make a guild, you better get in this guild. Yeah, speak to the guild guild. Yeah, guild guild. <laughs> and they'll guild you. <laughs> <laughs> I love um little um, bit in, what is it? Um, Waterdeep, Dragon Heist, mm. is um when you, get the, when you get the bar, you get a pub in All the right. game. I haven't played... Really? Oh, yeah, that's good fun. You you own a pub. That's like one of the that's fun. rewards you get for the very first Sink. mission. But if you want to like set it up, you've got to pay the guild. And if you uh, wanted yeah. to do it easy, you got to pay the guild. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. like the guild almost became this like little mafia. Yeah. <laughs> Come around like, like yeah. hey, just like knocking on the bar. So uh You want some you want some like uh carpets for this <laughs> this bar that you uh, we hear that you're applying for a license with yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, Well you better you better pay the you need guild. Some, I hear there's uh, it's pretty rough around here. Yeah. Need protection. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> yeah, felt yeah. a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. We we definitely got threatened and I and I'm not sure if that was part of the book. I've never run it myself, but I've I've played that for like a few days. That was really good fun. But um yeah, you your factions can be pretty much anything you want them to be. I um, think there's a really good guide in the book for like getting to so a lot of the rules that they hang around D D, especially a lot of ones the DMG are like optional but help you a lot. Yeah. Um and if you're kind of building out structured factions like the ones that existed for God Realms, you can do the kind of like the renowned structure. So like Oh yeah, that's really really useful, I think. It just just means, for rewarding people. But you can also just kind of keep record. You can just be like, how well do these how well do these guys know them? Is this gonna make are they gonna just are they gonna fly by because they know them really well, or is it gonna be bit of a struggle because they don't know them at all or maybe they have a bit of um what's the word right now the opposite like <laughs> oh infamy infamy that's the one uh like infamy do they not are they not gonna like them so it's like a, there's a really good rule called renown so it's like you roll depending on how well they uh, what whether something went well and then they can gain renown to help them later on and it's super cool to like keep track of how well they're like a player can have like a renowned score so if they're like oh i want to be part of this thieves guild where like xanathar's Xanathar, the, Xanathar guild. the Xanathar Guild. I want to be part of that Thieves Guild. Um, that's what I want to do. All right, cool. Add one renown. You're currently a thug. Yeah. And then, you know, you build your way up to ultimate thief mastery boy i don't know <laughs> I was thinking of this fucking, you see this adverts right it's like level 100 gangster yeah <laughs> yeah like for a mobile game <laughs> yeah. stop as thug and then you end up like the, the godfather but um god that'd be such a good voice for xanathar the godfather <laughs> uh, you come to the bed my daughter's wedding and you bring a new, you know gifts for me you know i like the idea you say five actual words most of it's <laughs> and the player's like Sorry, what did you say? Are you fucking listening to me? Beholder, possessed telepathy. Also, Beholder refuses to use telepathy. <laughs> <laughs> he just mumbles through his massive cotton wool balls in his jaw. But yeah, another sort of big, big choice worldwide is how magic is kind of policed, or is it policed? Is it, you know, is it a big thing? Is it a small thing? 
Yeah, I always really struggle what to do with this because I've tried to make like rule like laws on magic, but I'm not a lawmaker. So often I, Morgan, I'm like, how would this actually work? Does this make sense? Who would police this? Who would police this? Why would it be policed? And then you're like, okay, so learning magic is controlled. What about sorcerers? Oh, fuck, what about sorcerers? Yeah, that's even more dangerous. Yeah. They, they would be, I think. That's X-Men, right? That's yeah. get locked up. Yeah, get locked up. Or like they try to get rid of it. And burn them. Burn the witch. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking, to be fair. Burn the witch? Yeah. <laughs> magic users are dangerous find the witch <laughs> like if, if it's like they can have like a, if they wait long enough they can just have like a nuke yeah pretty like much. I feel like if we just were like oh that guy just could kill us all that, mm. yeah I mean like at any point in time I could clean my shoe or blow this entire room up with yeah, a fireball yeah just gonna conjure some meteors yeah Hope that's alright oh I could just wish wish for anything oh, to fuck. happen just, you know ski low I wish man magic's scary so yeah but like you say like how accepted is it how prevalent it, is it? And, and it's kind of it's kind of fun to play with those different boundaries. Like I really enjoyed in my setting that I spoke about earlier. I kind of like this idea that magic was really low level. I love mundane set. Like, yeah, not mundane, but like not high magic. Yeah, everybody was like, "Oh my god, you're a magic user. That's amazing. Where did you learn?" And you'd have to be like, "Oh, I don't know. You know, I'm just kind of this." And yeah. druids were really secretive kind of thing, yeah. and like wizards were like also like feared and scary but palaces would have wizards on their side as well but then we took them to a different part of that world where magic was just common yeah. it's like yeah of course like of course we've got like fireworks you can only cast fireball you weak ass bitch <laughs> no everybody's like fireball's awesome <laughs> <laughs> have you heard that idea of like um <laughs> spells being like music like you cast fireball oh isn't uh, that dad magic dad magic <laughs> <laughs> I'm more like a late stage evocation magician. Yeah. You do you, man. <laughs> I've just taken uh, a dip into some, you know, post necromancy, <laughs> post nouveau necromancy. It's kind of uh, like new way of. You probably not heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you probably haven't yeah. cast it. Just, you, uh... Have you even heard of Wagner? <laughs> Dude, and some people say it's controversial, but you've got separate art from artists. Do you know what I mean? Separate yeah, the message <laughs> from the messenger. I like, so I like, so a point I've heard raised before is that why can a, so like a, cl a cleric gets his magic from uh, a god and a wizard gets it from reading books, mm. but a wizard and a light cleric both cast the same fireball, right? They don't. One's technically divine magic. Well, this is it, right? But the, by the rules, they're yeah. casting the same spell. Oh, yeah. And I quite like the idea that you call them different things. This is depends on how in-depth <laughs> you Fireball. <laughs> and fireball. But, like, they're not the same spell. You're not... They have similar effects, the big balls of fire, but you're not... Great. You have... Great balls of fire! <laughs> But you have different, like... Imagine notes. if that was the verbal component. Goodness gracious! <laughs> no, you have to sing it every time. Uh, Goodness gracious, great balls of fire! It's, it's, it's not, you mean the fucking Harry Potter. It's, no, 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 it's no, not no, great no, balls no. of fire. It's great balls of fire! You got it. I really get that southern tone. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. And it's really got to come from the back of you. Sorry. If it doesn't, then it's, you're just going to get a, a, a fart. Like a, like a yeah. fireball at best. Like, yeah. gotta... No, goodness gracious. <laughs> it's going to have that glee to but, it. Uh, <laughs> the glee. Goodness gracious, great <laughs> balls of fire. And if you can actually, if you're a bard and you can uh, have a little jingle beforehand, that'll be very easy to cast. Yeah, absolutely. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Oh, madness what a madness but yeah I like, so yeah sorry no it's fine but that's the idea of like like magic like 
how do you how do you want to, how customized do you want it to be like and how yeah. is it a certain spells illegal a lot of people it's really funny because a lot of people have always been like necromancy bad don't cast necromancy cure wounds is a necromantic spell is it cure wounds is necromancy Fuck. this is why i love it this is why i'm like i love that conversation because that's the first thing i say cure wounds is, necrom- oh, cure wounds is a necromancy spell necromancy is fun this is why i picked life and death for strict yeah, 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 yeah. it's just a little context for y'all listening out there me and morgan run strict haven with another dm where we all have a college i picked the college of life and death morgan runs law and order <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Again. That, oh my god. <laughs> anyway, another like option is to go the other way. Like, you know, where magic is super prevalent, like Strixhaven setting mm-hmm. where, you know, you know, literally you're at school for magic. Yeah. You wipe your nose with magic kind of thing. Yeah, like, literally. Just... Prestidigitation is how you wake up yeah. in the morning kind of thing. And and there's so many cool fun things to do with that where you have artifices, you know, have trains. Have magical trains, yeah. magical buses and magical forklifts, yeah. whatever you want. <laughs> Flying fucking seas. Like yeah. I like Netheril. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be so much fun to do. Is yeah. to do like a campaign set in like ancient Nether. Anyway, um, <laughs> no spoilers for another campaign. Um, <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, there's a way to get there. But, but yeah, no. shall we? Shall we start Let's creating a world? Make somewhere. Let's create a world. Should so, we start with a name uh, for the planet? For the pl- oh, a world name. Okay. See, this is where I'm. I usually pull a name out of nowhere, but sometimes it sounds good. Rohan. No. Planet Rohan sounds awesome. Fucking Tolkien. The Tolkien set is very litigious. Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> I um, forgot that I was from Lord of the Rings. I just thought I came up with it. I do that a lot. Um, it's because I don't like Lord of the Rings. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that I'm not obsessed with it. It's my favourite film trilogy of all time. The um, little eye twitch made that. No, it's like... <laughs> I don't think you even noticed your eye twitch. No, I didn't. I it didn't, was so I small. Just... <laughs> it's like, it was like... The, I absolutely love those films um, they're all right i know there's but oh. they're cinematic masterpieces they're more than that what they're, just, oh. <laughs> they're more than a cinematic masterpiece <laughs> yes oh. no they are wow really. I know those films. one of the few films jesus that... was more than the son of god he was also a man <laughs> like what one of the few films they're one of the no that's a lie i cry everything but i cry Lord of the rings every single time i watch it it's ridiculous i don't know what it is it hits me really I, fucking hard. I, you might be able to carry you mr frodo <laughs> No, anyway. Sam, you can't help. I'm going. I'm going alone. Of course, you are, Mr. Frodo, and I'm coming with you. <laughs> oh my God, Sam. Um. So the world. Um. Starnat. <laughs> or we could use a random name generator. Yeah, maybe. Might after name. this, right? Fucking hell. Gilda. Farnell. Gilda. Yeah. Did you like that? Gildanel. Gildanel. I like that. Ooh, I'm sold. Planet Gildanel. Gildanel. Very Warhammer. Bit like Gilgamesh, but it's fine. Gilgamesh. Gildanel. I just made a big Gilgamesh in my pants. <laughs> Are you okay now? I don't know. That really cracked me up. That really cracked me up. Um, all right. Oh, you know what? Let's take this approach. Let's say we're starting a campaign. Because that's st- is probably where you're starting. Should we start small? Well, I was going to say, if we're going to have players in a, camp- in a setting, yep. let's create that setting for the players. Okay. Because that's probably what our DM is doing right now. Yeah. Whoever's listening to this going, oh my God, I'm trying to make D&D for people. It's probably because they are probably trying to create a setting for someone right now. Yeah, that's true. So how about town, city, village? Well, should we start with... Yeah, should we start I with, say roll for it. What do you mean roll for it? Roll. Get a dice, you coward. And roll what? <laughs> a D6. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the result meaning... Village, town, or oh, city. Oh, right, okay. 
I understand now. <laughs> I'm with you now. Now you now you've stopped screaming at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you shouting? Because I was thinking we start with like the adventurous like because I was thinking by the book you can go like province, kingdom, continent, so we could start like in the tiny area and then maybe maybe we have to come up with that anyway. Yeah, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Right, who we do? Let's go. Here so we do, we one, do, two, do. village, three, four, town, five, six, city. Sweet. What is it? Village. Shit. <laughs> Check it. All right. Village. Cool. Uh, so village. Uh, usually about a thousand people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the government in the, by the book is like you'll have like a noble or they'll have like an appointed person. So if you think Robin Hood, we have like the sheriff of Nottingham. The sheriff of Nottingham. Who was that? It was like a villager that Robin Hood was like, "Who's in charge here?" And he was like, "The sheriff of Nottingham." <laughs> He's a, he's a real bad guy. I don't like him. It's like the Muppets. <laughs> was, that was it. It was a Muppet. I just couldn't work out who. It's, no, it's just a green fuzzy Muppet. It wasn't and just a new Muppet. Yeah, this is the. It was it was Villager One. Is it like? A, <laughs> is it like um, uh, Christmas Carol where everyone's a Muppet? Yeah, for apart from Cain, Michael Caine, who plays it straight as anything. Oh, yeah. what a film! Um, what is going on here? Why am I talking? <laughs> what to? are all these Muppets? What are all these Muppets? You're a bloody Muppet. What date is it, young boy? <laughs> what time is it? Who am I? Michael Caine. Tangerine. Tangerine. Uh, <laughs> that, is, that is one of the funniest mixes I've ever seen in my life. Um, Just type in the Dark Knight Tangerine and enjoy. Government. So do we want... I saw a little boy do we, do we want like with a Tangerine. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm back on focus. Come on. Back on focus. So you, it's a You've had a week. Um, I think, and I'm thinking already... On the planet Gildanel. <laughs> that we've got a village which is... Um, got something weird going on so i like the idea that this might be a bit soon to start with this but i quite like the idea of got a village with a kind of I don't know, i've never seen the wicker man but wicker man vibes so like oh everyone's really friendly and nice yeah but there's something weird going on because that gives you like a bit of an adventure arc. and at night they get naked and dance by a fire yes that's literally what is happens that what happens to the wicker man it's a great film. potentially the I'd, original one not I'd the like nick to, cage one nick cage one's duck shite i'd like to see it it's it's great, uh, but, I but look, also it's not great. Is it scary? It's funny. There's, there's a bit where he's dressed as a bear, and he just sparks this woman out. Like he just punches her, <laughs> clean Nick cold. Cage. Yeah, yeah. He's dressed as a bear and just clean colds her, knocks her out, Incredible. and then runs away. And that's what makes that even funnier. <laughs> but I like the idea. I like the idea of that being you because again, you can make a little adventure hook. Your players might never pick it up, but like there's something amiss, I guess. So I like the idea. Maybe you've got a village. Where everyone's really friendly and nice it's like run by a council of elders degree you're good seeming like a democratic kind of uh village but there's something weird going on okay so there's no leader no there it's is like, a council of elders yeah like, was it that's like a generosity or whatever <laughs> generosity Gen- <laughs> <laughs> uh, something to do with genocracy Gentoc- uh, gerontocracy gerontocracy when age takes over when yeah. age takes over <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> hello everyone apologies for our disruption of the podcast i just thought a mid-show interval was necessary for niall to compose himself please stay tuned you're listening to dnd 201 the show is about to commence. Please sit back, relax, and be educated with D&D 201. Thank you.
for your patience. Yeah, so when you get when you get to a certain age, you're like it's a bit like dwarves. Dwarves actually respect age over birthline. Yeah, like you've just got a bunch of senile people running this town. All right, quick question: Are we going like uh, Wickerman is very much like on an island somewhere, you know, where they're cut off from everyone else, or are we going in the middle of like the British countryside, or is it in the middle of like um, the desert? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's the what's the country like? I was picturing like England. Yeah, I was picturing, typical fantasy. Yeah, exactly. I was picturing. I was picturing like Hobbiton, just like a really nice Hobbiton. fucking the Shire. <laughs> like a really nice. I'm on some next yeah, level what's going? shit. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just so off footed right now. You've had a, you've had a time. I That's have, right. and I need to release it in comedy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll look forward to seeing that comedy. Oh. oh. <laughs> It hurts so much. I'm so sorry. I'm crying. Oh, yeah. Just one funny. singular tear. <laughs> He's weeping. It's crystallized <laughs> all my emotions into one <laughs> little tear. <laughs> anyway, a thousand, so a thousand people in this little shire. Let's fucking roll. Hang on, let's roll. I think it has to be a bit out of the way. Yeah. It's like almost self-sufficient. Yeah. People like, I feel like. They don't really the, have visitors. Like it's the, uh, but like, hang on. I'm, I want to roll for how many people. So uh, this times 10. This times 10 people. 430 people. So quite a small village. Okay. Do you think? I quite like that. Yeah. For the vibe. Yeah. For what people. you're going for. It's a really small village. It's, you know, it's out of the way. Everyone knows each other. Yeah. Well, it's 430 people. But people know each other. In the well. biblical sense. What, what could you possibly mean? They're all shagged. That's what, <laughs> that's what I mean. Is that what that means? Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Um, okay. So the government's bunch of elders. So... Usually you have these. the villages because they will trade with towns, right? They have like a, a, a relationship with the nearby like city or something. Like, do they? Yeah, typically because they have to trade, right? That's how it is. Yes, but I'm feeling like it's completely self-sufficient. If, yeah, like because that's why it's so out of the way and like almost like a, a druid hovel. So why? Because your because local they, lord isn't just going to overlook some self-sufficient village. They're going to be like, okay, so let's take some of these resources. Mm. So what is it that's stopping the the local lord or whatever from my initial feeling is devil yeah <laughs> yeah devils devils are usually into this kind of I just, shit i just feel like you know they have to like sacrifice someone we could go really cosmic every year we could go like very wicked this is wicker man yeah i don't know so the wicker man plot is about a Spoilers detective a very old film <laughs> yeah you should have seen this and if you haven't go see it stop the podcast wait no don't wait it. <laughs> I changed my mind. Stop. <laughs> Come back. Ah. But um, essentially, it's about a detective who goes on uh, to an island to to investigate a missing girl. Turns out the girl's not missing kind of thing. So it's all fine. Do you want to stay, by the way? Just have a chill out. But he's like, ooh, look, there is something afoot here. And he has to follow this mystery. You know, he's trying to find that there is a missing girl, even though there isn't a missing girl. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this is the story. It's been a long time since I Got watched it. it. Turns out, like, he finds this, like, you know, weird sort of, like, occult vibes going on. Oh, they need to sacrifice a virgin or something. Turns out he's the virgin. <laughs> Literally, that's the end. And they burn him alive. Fuck. In the Wicker Man. That's pretty cool. I'm pretty sure he's a virgin in it. Again, I might be misremembering this film. Nonetheless, but I like that idea. But I, so, like, we've got this. He's this, a virgin. <laughs> this maybe maybe the players have kind of like um, not intending to get. They've stumbled across. Maybe one of them's a virgin. <laughs> Hi guys, I just like I don't. This I don't mean it's creepy in any way, but it's a session zero. I just want to get a few questions. Do your characters fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Which one of you is a virgin? 
Yeah, like you know, not virgin vibes. Like actually, no. Yeah. you wouldn't know, but I, like, but oh, we do. It's the fucking quote in um, what's it called? What we do in the shadows. Whereas, like, <laughs> why do you prefer virgin blood? Well, it's like a sandwich. You'd enjoy it more if you didn't, if you <laughs> thought someone had fucked dick it. In it. Yeah. It's such, it's such a, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, okay, so we've <laughs> so okay, four hundred thirty people, and um, something's for some reason trying to stop people coming into this village. I I disagree. I think people stumble across it, and they're the sacrifices. But you can't get there. No, you do. You stumble no, across. You it. can end up there. Yeah. You can't try and get there, or it's really hard. It doesn't show up on maps. People might hear about rumours, but they can never quite find their way there unless they're not trying to I get I feel there. like they'd have to have like a, a certain... Influx. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe... The, so maybe the devil has great power, right? It's a greater devil. So mm. it's influenced the local noble to not fuck with this village. Yeah. Essentially. So I'm, they're taxed less. I quite like the idea of it being almost like a great old one kind of thing. Like, oh, like it's pervading rather than... Like, they're still doing the same kind of thing. It's just less tangible. It's not like that, yeah, it's just kind of like this sleeping entity is yeah. is nearby that's kind of fucking <laughs> with this village. Like, there's a... Well, it, it provides for them as well. Yeah. Like, if they don't sacrifice to this entity, mm. the crops won't grow. Yeah. And they won't have a good harvest. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of oh, like... Oh, you have to water the crops with blood. Yeah, kind of That thing. could be like a first fucking, like, you look for the field and you find like an eyeball. And like, huh? Yeah. Ugh. Okay. So, so it's more of a more of a psychic blank rather than yeah. So only people who are drawn to it can go. Yeah. And only people who notice it could go. So, like, imagine imagine there's like a city or a town not so far out, but whilst you're around the town, there's a hill that mm-hmm. you can walk to, and at the top of that hill, you can see the village. Yeah. But if you ask anybody about that village, everybody's oh, like, everybody's like, what? Yeah. I don't know. Or if they look at it, they go, oh, that village, the uh, matter, and then kind of it's probably like a local. Druid village? Yeah, I don't know. I quite like. Uh, it's yeah, one, one there's like favorite, a weird. One of my favorite things to put in games is a book that the players can't pick up. They pick up the book and I go, "You don't. You feel like you shouldn't read this, and you put it back." Oh right. Yeah. And then they're like, "I want that fucking book." They'll yeah. spend hours. <laughs> um, my mate gave me a ring of um, what was it called? A ring of false uh, identity. A, a ring of false importance. Okay. So it was a magic ring that was enchanted to just be magic. That was its magical That's effect. So funny. Was. That it it's was just, just a magic, magic. Ring. yeah. And There's, when you put it on, you could feel that it was it was emanating with some great yeah. power. And that great power was the fact that it was magical, <laughs> <laughs> really magic. Like, yeah, really like oh magic. gosh, this but, is magic. Like, this is a magic ring. I quite like. Um, you know, in there's a thing in Doctor Who where they wear like a, a basically an emblem, which means that people try to look at them but just look straight past them. Oh yeah, so the, like the ID a, papers. Yeah, it's um, it's like a TARDIS key that's channeled. Yeah. It's like you try to look at it, and your vision diverts. I like the same thing with this village. You can't get there unless you end up there. I like the idea that the people that have to be sacrificed are lost souls. So if you get lost on the road, yeah. you'll end up at this village, and then like ah, anyone that ends up here is lost. So then we turn them into mulch and harvest and use them on the fields but how qu- i think i think they have rituals oh yeah that they have to perform while. like yeah. it is about it's about appreciating the land yeah and it's about like you know what i mean it's kind of like you know like there's a lot of religious connotations to your food like you're meant to you're meant to prep your food with prayer and you're meant to treat animals with care mm. before doing so like they're meant to have the best life because at the end of the day god has given you this animal to eat so treat it with love and respect and then when you sacrifice it and you eat it it's in thanks to your god and then that food is even more nourishing to your body because you have not only been grateful for it but it's also been given lovingly 
So you lovingly accept something and also lovingly take something. Yeah. So let's say your organization is called the Land Keepers. Nice. Your group that's doing it is or like the order. I like the Land Keepers. And what's the village called? Something like, it's got to be something like beautiful, like a beautiful name. Like Sintra, the village of Sintra. That's from something. Is that's it? From, Fuck! That's from, Sintra's from The Witcher, I'm pretty sure. Is it? I'm pretty sure God it is. damn it! Have an original Fortnite. I wish I could. <laughs> Yes, this it, is why I use name generator. Is Sintra the Witcher? There's people fucking screaming at the mic at the minute. <laughs> yeah, Sintra is the somewhere the Witcher. Damn it. <laughs> um, so close. And like, I nearly got away with it. It can just be like home. Oh, they call it home. Yeah, where, oh, where are we? Oh, home. It's home. It's like no, but seriously, what's the name of it? We call this We, we call this place home. It's never needed another name. Oh, that's creepy, yeah. isn't it? Okay, cool. So, home, uh, I guess... That would be the government is like a, a regular government. There is the you know old, I mean? yeah. the, the outlord of the, the sorry the, the elders. Yeah, um, and they pick. Maybe it's maybe it's awful in the sense of like whenever they have to sacrifice a person, they also have to sacrifice one of their own. Yeah, but one of their own are always way more willing. I like the idea of that the elders can get to a certain age and then they are sacrificed. Yeah, and then like someone else takes their price, and like there's this big fanatic ritual where this old person's kind of strung up, but are, like fucking frothing for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, and like it's some horrible bloody ritual. Maybe they're like marked if one of them goes blind or something, mm. or one of them gets like a gimp leg. That means that it's their time. Yeah, you know, like a horse is injured. Yeah. Oh, they start to like, like you said, the pervasive evil of this thing has like affected them, and that's like, like you say, a mark. And it's like, yeah. All right, so there's you have to sacrifice a stranger, an elder, and I feel like a virgin because that makes it even creepier. Like you know, a really young person. Oh, is that too far? Is I, that too hard? I think I think we say an innocent, but we don't say. I think a virgin's weird. I, 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 it's always a bit of a. I like the I like the idea because like, you're a virgin. <laughs> No, I I feel like it's a really gross cliche. I, don't want to be in danger. <laughs> I feel like it's a really gross cliche, but I like. The yeah, idea I guess. Like yeah, an, pure, an innocent. So yeah. like a, that is dark. <laughs> so a stranger it is very dark. That's fucked. Maybe check with your players. Yeah, before yeah, yeah, making yeah. this decision. A stranger, an elder, and an innocent. Just someone youthful. That's what I'm thinking. Like someone full of youth and life. Do you know what I mean? Because it what's represents. The what's the opposite of an elder? A younger? Is that a word? A younger? A youngin? A youngin, a wrongin. Uh, that's why, yeah. A, I don't know. I guess I use child in that sense of like anyone that's mm, under twenty-five and a child. Not that that's what I think of people. I think there's very mature younger people. Yeah. Hell, so, I've I've always been forty. Hey, you just come for me very soon. Yeah, literally. I literally, you said to me, "Hey, mate, how you doing?" And I was like, oh, "My back is playing up." You know what I mean? You're in mid twenties now, man. It's, it's all downhill for me, mate. This started when I was fourteen. <sighs> that's rough. Um, so atmosphere. Friendly, but creepy, but off. Like, <laughs> Too friendly, yeah. So. Too giving. They don't ask for anything. Whenever you're like, "Let me pay you," they're like, oh, no. "No, they do. No, 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 you take. They do take payment. You have to work the land. Oh, part of the ritual is that you have to work the land. You have to become one with it. Yeah. So they take you out to sow crops. I mean, you can make it a bit more exciting. So it could be like, there's something. There's a um, foxes or beasts plaguing the farms. Could you take them out? And you have to like hunt a dire wolf and stuff. Yeah, if you want to make it a bit more exciting, or if if your happy characters players are happy to be more role play, if you want a bit more of a like, that'd be so funny if the third requirement was like a wild animal that you had to hunt. Yeah, like they get you to hunt something. Yeah. for your ritual. Yeah, <laughs> but in that time, you can try and figure out something's not right. Do you know what you could do? This what? would be quite fun. Yeah, one of your players being on it, and the one that's going to get sacrificed is in on it. So you tell them it's like, okay, you've been marked. 
So you say to one of your players, in complete private, you've been marked. You're the, like, you're, you give them what the character would know, but it's like, you start behaving strangely. Oh, um, like, make the, them do a wisdom saving throw, and then yeah. if they fail, this is what happens. Or even, this is a fucking eld guard. They just, one of them gets picked. Yeah. And you just say to them, in private, maybe outside, you'd be like, right, your character oh, has been marked, and they are the stranger. Because then the, you can even have like the player disappears, the yeah, character disappears, and then they're like, "Because that's high stakes." Oh, I found this! I found this village. Yeah, or even like no, because let's say you're all lost, you all arrive at this village, and then it's like maybe between sessions you'd be like, "You've been chosen." You start acting weird. You don't know what's going on, but like you will never turn down help. You'll never turn down food. You will always, if your party are like, "Oh, come on, let's move on," you're like, "No, nah, we have to stick around." Because I like the idea that they're slowly going to be like, "Yes, kill I me too." Be, yeah. Because then that gives stuff... I mean, maybe it's a bit... I just think it's quite exciting for the other players to be like, oh, you could do it to an NPC. I mean, yeah, this is playing... This is just playing with the game anyway. Do you know what yeah. I mean? All of these... This is just us coming up with silly stuff. Yeah, true. true, true, true. I'm writing a campaign now. So atmosphere, <laughs> too friendly. Too friendly. Um, I guess they don't really have to worry about commerce or anything like that, or even forms of government, because they've got their own... They've got their old, old gerontocracy. Yeah, and maybe you could have like an NPC that's kind of like trying to break out of this spell. Do you know what I mean? That warns them if they're not getting it. Oh, uh, like a kind of um, in your friends are not safe. get get out. Yeah. Where like there's that guy that's just like like you can tell there's something off. Yeah, so, like, they're all like a bit screaming like, at him, screaming get internally. Out, just like out. yeah, that's quite fun. Um, Economy self sufficient because they just farm what they need and they're provided for. I think what's scary is if they don't use currency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all in favors. Yeah, why do we? Yeah, when when somebody we trade with each other with yeah. our gifts. If you need something, I'll give it to you. Like if you need a chair, you you trade with the yeah. You trade with your gift, or it's not even just kind of like if someone asks you for something, you give it to them. Oh, just completely. Yeah, that is really. We good. don't need I, I, favors. I, yeah, I'll just say, can I have? You know, you don't have to ask your neighbor for a cup of sugar. You know, what I mean, everyone just helps each other just out. Say an ape for a cup of sugar. You don't ask. I have to ask your neighbor. Oh, I think said an <laughs> I'll ape. give you an ape for a cup of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> It's like asking an ape for a cup of sugar. I was just seeing this monkey like with a cup of coffee, like <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Um, so organizations, you've got the cult of the land keepers. Yeah, the land keepers, which worship the old one, feels cliche. No, the sun god. I think they don't know what it is. Oh, the land. Yeah, they the worship land keepers the land. Worship the land. Yeah, there's a they, like uh, there's a chant from uh, another setting which I quite like for this is uh, what makes the crops grow blood 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 huh. and like the idea that that's the like wheels on the bus go round and round <laughs> what makes the crops grow blood 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 blood, blood, blood. <laughs> they worship um, the land I'm I think not- what's interesting as well is that in in terms of our pantheon this would be completely heretical complete heresy yeah absolutely they're like wor- complete heresy they're worshipping something that's not a god it's yeah. well these guys interpret it as a god but it's, it's not even a god. principle yeah so it's nothing just, to do with the labyrinth. No, it's just this thing. This, I like the idea as well because uh, clearly like this thing gives to us, but this thing I like to think is completely unaware. It's just this sleeping, dormant god, that oh, dormant beast that's taking... If they give it blood, it produces something that helps the land. It's not intentional. It's not intending to help them. It's just asleep. Like a tarasque. <laughs> yeah. Or like... Um, <laughs> Underneath this village is a tarasque. <laughs> and they're the only ones Fighter. keeping it from waking. Yeah. Oh, oh, that would be fun. Can you imagine that? You imagine killing the village, right? But then two <laughs> years later in game, the tarasque raises and you say, where from? remember that spot where the village was where they were doing those sacrifices you never riddle that something like the Tarrasque will come from home <laughs> uh, 
That's so good. I like the idea. Again, go, I feel like I'm pulling from a lot of <laughs> Home is where the Tarrasque is. <laughs> That's the riddle. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> Live, laugh, Tarrasque. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little Tarrasque with a cocktail glass. Like lent on the deck chair. Uh, oh, foot out, yeah. Um, so that's one faction. I feel like to build up the factions around it would be a clever idea. So maybe, maybe there's one faction that is interested in this in the rumors of these villages, and that's how you hear about the village. Oh, so outside of the village, there's yeah. another faction, and they're the ones that are like your contact to the outside world. Yeah. Okay. So what you thinking? Maybe you've been sent in. Is what you thinking? I think. I think maybe that's how you hear about the village. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily have to be the way you get in there, but it'd be kind of cool if some like if there was. I kind of like. I kind of like the idea that there are like a, maybe an adventurers guild mm. that like you know everybody who's a part of it's like yeah apparently there's this village somewhere yeah but we can't find it on any map yeah. Or do you mean like maybe a private detective or something like yeah. that who's like, I, I, I hear people going mission around this part of the woods, you know? It would There's be been fun, a wider. Because I quite like the idea of them going in completely like blind to it they don't they're not suspicious or maybe just an maybe there's just an npc who's part of another faction then yeah and that's a good way to seed in factions oh you could have like you say a lost contact someone they need trying to find they end up in this village and they find him and they're like oh fuck we've been looking for you and he's just like oh Oh, hi guys oh let's go get a cup of tea and kind of thing oh i've just been chilling here they seem really nice and they could be the stranger maybe he's like Oh yeah, maybe there's more. Maybe there's more sacrifices. So each player has to be sacrificed, and they're waiting for more. Yeah. So maybe they need five. So you 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 groups yeah. of a group of four. They need your players plus one. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's when they decide to amp up their requirements. And usually they just wait for people to slowly, mm. and then they gather. They become part of the community because the mm. community is so great. And then eventually, I like that. I like the idea <laughs> as well that you can make this go further because clearly they've dealt if if they deal with this village they survive a sacrifice they sort out the elder they and they they're then like well what the fuck is actually going on and maybe there's some church or something that they have to go beneath and find out like it's like what is actually yeah and they find some a tarasque yeah tarasque <laughs> or they find some kind of like shrine or some kind of like vest <laughs> some kind of gross tumor sticking out of the ground oh the some, tarasque has a tumor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm hearing is you want there to be a Tarrasque. Yeah, that's Tarrasque. That's, right. that's, that's what, what I'm, I'm hearing yeah, you say. You're hearing me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this is all from you. Now you can see how I railroad players. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just say things enough that they I think know, they like, came up with it. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, you were the one that said there was a Tarrasque, didn't you? Okay, so we've got... It's really funny. So we've got a really creepy... Je- creepy. creepy. <laughs> so creepy. Oh, stay away from the creepy village. So we've got a nice, creepy, uh, gerontocratic uh, village uh, with Wickerman undertones that you can get lost. So we've, we've almost got like a mini campaign there. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Boom. Sorted you out. Level one. Boom. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> level. No, you want this to be a low-level adventure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's even scary. Yeah, absolutely. When you come face-to-face with a Tarrasque. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what a Tarrasque is, for I've said it many times and I've just realized that maybe there's a DM out there who's... I don't know what Tarrasque is. Tarrasque is... A level 30 challenge rating creature. That's just amazing, really. <laughs> it's it's a big bag of hit points. It's beautiful. I've killed a Tarrasque. Oh, that's cool. Mm. 
Level I'm, 20 I'm is stupid. Yeah, level 20 is stupid. You just, it's, it's challenge rating stops meaning anything after like level 10. Like it's just, you can just do anything. Did challenge rating ever mean anything? No, it never fucking does. <laughs> I've I've never had a, a thing that's been like, this was supposed to be a super deadly camp, uh, like encounter and they fucking trounced it. This was supposed to be an easy encounter and then they all die. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it's That's typical really. So let's let's pick a faction where this guy's from. Just to build the world, flesh the world out a little bit further. Um, our man that's lost is maybe part of a bigger faction of... I quite like the Harpers. You know, like just a bunch of people who mm-hmm. are trying to help the world together. Do you know what I mean? The good guys. Yeah, the good guys. What should we call them? The good guys. So we've got... I Oh, maybe they're the Watchers because of the Vigil... The, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, oh, well, we had like... Vigilance is looked over by the Watcher, right? I think the Watchers. The Watchers are... are yeah. yeah, okay. I really like that. Yeah, that the is idea, that and is they've good. all got like an eye on their armor or an eye sigil kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. And he's one of the watchers. Quite like the idea that they're quite a, um, they're a bit of a law unto themselves. You know, like we said that there's so many different interpretations of what it is yeah. to be vigilant or to be, you know, prideful, all those things. I think it's quite nice if the watchers as a group are that. They're not a religious order. They are a military order, but even within that, some of them are pacifists. So <laughs> some yeah. of them are like All they have divine to... healing. And I feel like the stuff. watchers. So, like you say, I guess I mean maybe it's split by like their their divide is like: do you watch or do you watch to help? Or yeah. do you watch to know kind of thing. So do you watch to know? Do you watch to help, or do you watch for your own security? <laughs> yeah. Um, do you, yeah, watch to learn. I guess. Yeah. Um, so what's their motto I guess of the Watchers so if, if we talk about the Watchers being the good guys there are goodies uh, so we can have like the Watchers are united maybe like um, what all, we brothers, all brothers and sisters must keep a vigilant watch upon the world so that it does not burn that's a bit long I think that's good for like a, their beliefs but yeah. maybe something like uh, what we watch we heal or something like that I see what you're saying is it like just like a nice snappy kind of like like something, oh, like something like protection through vigilance that's great Protection through vigilance tells you what they're about. Tells you what they do. Tells you what as what, what virtue they follow. Yeah, very much so. Vigilance, sick. So beliefs. You can have a few of these. Yeah. Um. I guess. I guess to yeah to remain vigilant at all times for yeah for the safety of yourself and those around you. Always remain vigilant for yourself and those around you. So they believe that you should always be looking. You should always be yeah. aware of what's around you. Um. Bad deeds can only happen in the dark. Maybe they don't get drunk as well. Maybe yeah. that's like a common factor. Yeah. To not dull the senses. Never dull the senses. Never dull your senses. I quite like the idea. So something like bad. What did you say about the dark? I bad like things only could... happen in the dark. Yeah. Bad, bad deeds things... only happen in the dark. So they, could, they think bad things only happen when people aren't watching. Yeah. Um, which does sound like we're lending ourselves towards like a totalitarian um, observational state, but that's kind of like. But a, I kind of like, like the fact that it's within that within this group there are different because they there's no leader you're yeah. just a watcher yeah and you're part of a brotherhood rather than so like a like a like a not even a democracy you're thinking just like yeah. the what you you there have to, to you have to stick to these three tenants yeah like otherwise you're not a watcher yeah like you stick to these we all agree on the thing but I suppose the amount of interpretation you can put on that maybe this is what kind of makes them a little bit useless in a way is that they're not organized. Yeah. Like there's watcher schools and you can go to become a watcher. And in that school, there'll be a leader and a teacher and yeah. a mentors and there'll be, you know, secondary mentors to that mentor kind of thing. And there'll be a structure, but out in the world, 
That's it. Well, given that they all... You're take, not even a police officer. They're just, <laughs> You're just yeah. a watcher. Like, given, you're literally an adventurer. Given that they worship the Watcher, yeah, I guess they can just be like, they use their religion to decide what they do. So, like, they're always aware of it, but it's kind of like they meditate on what he says on what they should do. If, if, if they can, because some of them might not be even clerical. Yeah. You can be a fighter and a Watcher. Yeah, but you will still be religious, I guess. You'll still follow, if you're a member of the Watchers, I guess you're still following yeah. the Watcher. So, but again, it's the interpretation. Do you know what I mean like a wizard's interpretation to watch to learn? Yes. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of absolutely. But but I think if you're in the Watchers, you because we want these to be our good faction, you want them to do something, right? Yeah. So I guess you want you you want to have their. Drive. I guess yeah. The natural drive for a Watcher is to be an adventurer. Yeah, I guess to if, go out and help. Yeah. If you're part of like the Church of Vigilance, yeah, there's room for stuff in there. But if you're a Watcher, you're like I have chosen to protect. Yeah. I've chosen to use my foresight. Maybe they look at other Vigilance priests or groups and they're like. Why aren't you doing anything? Yeah. Maybe we, how they protect is different as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like some people would sit back yeah. and wait until the necessary time. Yeah. Whereas others would be like, no, I need to help now. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's too late at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, kind of um, what is it? Have you seen Moon Knight? Of course you have. Yeah. The guy that's like, um, why should we wait until for them to make the bad choice? Yeah. Kill them before they do it. Yeah. Kind, kind of, thing. of thing. So some watchers are like preemptive, some are not. Yeah. But as long as you always protect. remain vigilant for you and those around you, never dulled your senses. And bad things only happen when you're not looking, only happen in the dark. Those three things are true. Yeah. Stick to them. That's cool. If you let people die, you fail as a watcher. Yeah, and it's besmirchment on your rank. Yeah. Or your reputation yeah. even. You're like, maybe oh, maybe that's how they rank up, is through reputation. Yeah. Maybe there's famous watchers. Yeah, absolutely. Like heroes. Yeah. That were watchers. Yeah. They're not a secret organization. Everyone knows the watchers. <laughs> um I think that's that's like the ultimate rank is sting. Sting. Uh, goals i guess their goals would be to protect the innocent well protect protect and hunt down evil wherever it may hide protect those that need it yeah and like you say watch for the sources of evil nice cool. and then finally i guess the last thing is magic in this world we've kind of said that like well watches can technically be clerics or paladins or wizards is it like i kind of like the idea that watches aren't um there's not many of them no. Like, it takes a lot to be one. Yeah. Because you have to be on the road. And you yeah. have to be quite lonely. Yeah. It's an ind- yeah, it's not like you don't have groups of watchers. You have, like, you are a watcher hmm. um, who follows the watcher. And I guess they're kind of... <laughs> Toss a coin to your watcher. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> have I just come up with a non-original idea again? <laughs> I kind of like the idea Dude, that- we, it's called the watcher. You know the watcher is, right? <laughs> Marvel? Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have. <laughs> I know, but like, yeah. have I come up with a non-non-non-original oh, yeah. idea? Like a mercenary that, no idea is original, don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. I'm just teasing myself. Um, that's, yeah, that did sound a bit kinky, <laughs> didn't it? I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. Okay, so, I should take my dick out of my hand, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been thinking that for like all this all this episode. You kept watching, so I thought it was well, fine. Well, yeah, you're right. I'm a watcher. Um <laughs> <laughs> Every breath you take. Uh, <laughs> so I think, based on our religion, it feels like quite pervasive. I feel like maybe clerical magic and is quite common. Yeah, you have a lot of priests, and quite a few of them maybe become clerics. A lot of low level clerics, I imagine, and then very few extremely yeah. divine. Like, a lot of people who are like priest NPCs from the yeah. Monster Daniel, but then you have a few like and they're like level three clerics. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they, they can. Like, Cure you cure a little bit. Yeah, and maybe a, a lesser better. restoration. Yeah. But maybe you'd have to travel far and wide 
to find yeah. someone who could alleviate you of a great madness or yeah. petrification. So like common low magic, but like the graph spikes quite quickly. It's very, it takes, it's like, yeah, it takes, it's very hard to find high level yeah. casters. I think that's quite nice in terms of the world because then not everybody's a threat. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it, and it allows your players to really be special. Yeah. Do you know I mean, it's like the opposite of you're not special. It's, oh, no, you're actually quite special. The fact that you can do yeah. this is very special. And then Maybe guess, there are wizarding schools, though. I was going to say, how what's the attitude towards arcane? Because I guess you've got arcane magic, holy magic. I think that's it, isn't it? Arcane and holy. Well, there's sorcerer magic. Yeah. Like innate magic. And technically warlock magic is its own thing. Yeah. Because you- warlocks, warlocks learn secret magic that's yeah. not known to everyone yeah and they're kind of like of a secret they're kind of like they're getting taught stuff that only great beings know yeah 100 okay because eldritch blast is like the only spell they're the ones that cast uh, yeah they yeah. can they can do that yeah okay so they're learning secret ways to things mm. that's why their magic's more powerful mm. but obviously they only have a bit of room quite like that idea of like you know because I, I can see there being magic schools for the people of pride oh you know yeah I mean? like oh, wisdom, we've got to learn, yeah wisdom school would be yeah. full of yeah okay 100 percent bard schools as well so we think magic's we, maybe like so just in general low magic's quite common yeah high magic's very rare because you have to study yeah and i think i think you have to put in the time and effort and not many people do yeah. it's kind of like you know to, to be like uh you know enlightened you have to spend you, your whole life in a cave mm. meditating for yeah, years 100%. upon years and nobody wants to do that yeah <laughs> or if you're an adventurer you just punch enough things and then you level up <laughs> yep yeah that's pretty much it you just xp your way through it. absolutely and not many people want to do that <laughs> no no one wants to be you put your life at risk yeah yeah this is true all the time um okay so we've got like magic is fairly prevalent but it's like like even your teachers like fourth level casters yeah, but I guess you need to be careful in this setting with your players that it's not too easy to level up. Yeah, because you don't want that to make no sense. No, I, I've uh, I've got a way that I'm going to run the game that we do D and D. Once we finish D and D 101, I've I've come up with a, a new idea for how to run my game, which is every level is literally a bad guy. Yeah. Okay. So they earn every level. Yeah. Okay. And level one will be quite simple. Do you know what I mean? There'll be like a a main bad guy it's a hobgoblin or it's an orc commander yeah. and once they do the little adventure do their little adventure oh, get through with their little adventures. swords and then once they defeat that bad guy boom you level up level two new bad guy create a whole story around that bad guy so yeah. they have to do another campaign yeah okay to level up and that's how i'm gonna level them that's up fun. and there's then there's a they'll have like under generals but they'll never level up until they defeat that main bad guy. Yeah, okay, that's fine. And that you have to work for that. Exactly, which is more interesting. There's a variant rule that I really want to use. Oh yeah. Um, which we will we're gonna discuss variant rules in a later episode, but like there is. You have to train to get levels. So like you gain oh, the XP. I'm doing that right now in a little yeah. um, is, it, is it good? It's fucking ruthless. Because I like the idea that you do it. It's yeah. like you've got the experience, but now you've got to hone that. Because it's like it takes ten days to gain a level of like just work and twenty gold pieces between level two and four. Like you can't just go hit things and then be good. You have to like use those experience. and I love the idea that like, you have to come back and work for it. You can't just bank your XP. We um so we're playing a game called Murder Inc. Shout out to Toby. And it's just like a little, you know, whilst people have the odd free time here and there, we'll jump in and play a little game with each other. It's not like anything official. It's just a little home game. Mm. The rules are you're a part of this mercenary group. You're either a slave or you're a free man. If you're a slave, 
you level up for free. If you're not, you have to pay. But everybody has to train. If you're a slave, you don't have any um, property. That's why you level up for free. So you have to earn gold and give it to your master to level up. Whereas if you're a free man, you can earn gold, you can buy your own things, but you've also got to pay to level up. Everything that's found is sold. Mm -hmm. So you're not allowed to loot anything. Everything you loot is given back to the master. So it's fucking ruthless. But you earn like, you earn like decent gold for each adventure. Yeah, okay. Um, the leveling system works by like, I think it's like the, it's like a hundred system. So like level one to two is 100 gold, but level two to three is 300 gold. And level three to four is, oh God, I've already lost it. It's, it's, it's intense. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a lot. It's, it, it go it gets steep quick. Yeah, and you yeah, have to yeah. save a lot, and you can't get magic items for shit. So it's pretty, it's pretty fun, but it's pretty tough. Yeah, it's much more intense. Yeah, and it, it kind of grounds you a little bit. Yeah, it's but, nice. But like, kind of like you say, if we do, if you want to have like low level casters in your campaign as being the norm, you have to make it hard for them to level up. Yeah, but that's quite fun. Then so we've got high density of low level casters, really, but above like fourth, fifth level, barely found. Like if you think about fifth level, it unlocks the ability to bring people back from the dead, right? Exactly. So like, not a lot of people can become fifth level. No. So make. And 10th level is like, that's when you've become like a name. Yeah. That's, oh. that's it. You know no, you're no longer on the world by that point. Yeah. It's like, oh, have you heard that guy that can, oh, I can't remember. Create food and more. Do, <laughs> do crazy shit. <laughs> do crazy shit, like make food. <laughs> so that's quite fun. So again, I think the aim of what we've been doing so far for both, both episodes has been like showing you like, obviously we've not created a full world here, but just to be able to like, if you just sit down, you can easily knock something out yeah. really easily, very quickly. So we've got a village, a faction, and we know the state of magic in our setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was not that bad. That's no, quite, quite and, good to do. And the kind of like we said, like if you've not, if you've not got another DM like me and Morgan, who you know to bounce ideas off, just use your players. Yeah, totally easy. Like yeah. totally fair, totally fine. Don't give away all your secrets, but yeah. just be like, you know, be inspired by them and go away and make your machinations. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, I think awesome. that's it. Yeah, smash that. Yeah, sweet. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I've been Niall. I've been Morgan. And we will see you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed, please leave a review. Big thank you to our editor, Jack Sinclair. And if you'd like to check out any of our cool merchandise, head to littlelionslayer.com, where Julia, our resident smithy, has all our products for sale. Until next time, brave adventurers.